Today on Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee, we are deep diving on how this particular style of goal setting claims to make you a high achiever, not by working harder, but by focusing on the activities that matter most, maintaining a sense of urgency to get those things done, and shedding the low-value activities that keep you stuck. On that note, let's figure out the 12-week year. Welcome back to Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee. We are so excited you're joining us on this Thursday. I know we are ramping up. It's a new year, new me, and the goals have been flying left and right. I don't know if you've opened social media, but certainly on mine, everyone is talking about what they're going to accomplish in 2024. Kaylee. Did you make your 2024 vision board or goal list or what is a goal you're excited about that you are willing to share with the Figuring It Out fam? I did. So my amazing building where my studio is has a great, amazing group of entrepreneurs and we got together and we did our vision board, y'all. And the biggest one for me, so we have like a word. So my word of 2024 is balance, which I remember on a past podcast, I really talked shit to Grace about saying balance because I just am like, no, that's not a thing. Balance is not a thing. Okay. It's kind of a thing and I'm going to strive for it. Okay. It's not going to be perfectly balanced, but it's going to be a little bit more balanced than I am right now. My work and home life is where I really want to even out as well as tripling my income yeah um what else was my goal stretching every day and just like kind of alongside balance just like taking a breather and being like bitch you're okay giving myself more grace instead of you know zero to 100 absolutely caring for yourself we love balance i'd also like to say we're only eight days into the new year and she already admitted where she was wrong so that is just self-awareness we love it (laughs) okay well those are some lot those are great goals very macro style goals what i mean by that is they're larger loftier goals versus like I'm going to read a book. So I love this because it's going to help with what I'm about to break down for you guys. Um, Some 2024 goals for me, I like to write my goals out. And I said I wanted to do an overnight hike as like a physical challenge, um, partially because I'm scared of the dark and animals. And I think that that would be a good test for me. (laughs) I also want to get better at daily meditation, which is something that we're actually doing right now as uh, with our figuring it out family for our total thrive challenge. So shout out to all you figs that are doing it with us. We're so proud of you. And yeah, I think I want to read more this year. I get in and out of that habit. So those were some things that were top of mind for me. I came across something I have been dying to share with you, which is a little goal setting exercise called the 12 week year. It was actually a book written by Brian P. Morin. And he says that we're doing 2024 goals, resolutions, vision boards, whatever you may call it. We're doing it all wrong. We're fucking it up. When someone tells me that I'm doing something wrong, immediately I feel resistance and then I'm curious. Like, what do you mean, Brian? Like, why are you going to do me like that? What are we trying to do? 
So his whole concept is instead of planning your goals over the span of 12 months, he says you should plan your goals in 12-week periods. So three months, aka a quarter. Warren claims that implementing this system will help improve your results by four times, which makes sense because there's four quarters in a year. So what I gathered from this essentially was taking something like a 12-month span and making it much more condensed in order to laser focus in on what it is you actually have to accomplish so that you're constantly accomplishing more. Is this tracking for you? Yeah. Okay. So for example, he uses the goal of like, I'm going to start a company. Well, if you write that down on your 2024 goal list, it's like, okay, cool, Grace, you're going to start a company, but like, where the hell do I actually start? What do I actually do? Where is the checklist? What am I working on? So there's kind of this lack of direction, which he says the 12 week year will absolutely fix and accomplish for you. So Smaller timeframes, like we said, giving you a better picture of what you actually should work on, as well as when you're trying to set goals and plan for an entire year, shit happens. Life changes. There's so many variables that come to play that absolutely can derail you from your goals. Another reason why choosing a smaller time frame makes it easier to like actually accomplish what your goal is, what you're trying to achieve. So I'm buying into the time frame, right? But like, here are the actual steps. And let me, let me know what you think of these, okay? Okay. First and foremost, you have to start with a clear and powerful vision. Like I mentioned in the intro to this episode, he says when you're not feeling passionate about something, it's not actually that you're not passionate about that friendship, about that job. It's truly that you don't have a vision of how it's serving you or how you're using it as a tool to get to where you want to be. So you are not lacking passion where you're lacking vision. So for example, for me and my job, I don't love it. I don't want to stay there forever, but it is affording me things that allow me to accomplish my goals. And so if I'm able to focus on my vision, then I don't feel so angry about my job. So the first and foremost, before you start writing down any of your goals, he says, write down a sheet on a sheet of paper, like one page, a vision of what you want your life to look like. And that's aspirational, meaning dream fucking big. Okay. And you want to write down things like what you, what is important to you physically, spiritually, mentally, relationships, finances, professionally, personally. How much free time do you want? What income do you want? Be specific. So I did this. I did this. You want to hear the first part of it? Yes. Hi, I'm Grace. (laughs) I have a hot, hot body, yaddy, yaddy. I'm toned, never flat tummy because I love food. Spiritually, I meditate and do yoga every single day. I have my own yoga room in my house. It is the ultimate place of peace. No one disturbs me. It is always clean. I read a lot. It makes me the most interesting person in almost every room that I walk in. I'm constantly pushing myself out of my comfort zone to network for myself professionally as well as to stimulate my brain. This all goes on. I'm not going to bore you. But this is kind of the idea of how you should write your vision statement, okay? That is amazing. (laughs) Wow. And it's kind of fun. Like, it's It's kind of fun, fun, you know? 
it is fun. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Give okay. it to me. So we're doing our aspirational vision. And then from there, he says, write a specific three-year vision. So what do I want to actually accomplish by the time it's 2027, which feels almost disgusting to say out loud. Insane. So once you have your vision statement, like I said, a page long, it doesn't need to be too crazy, but you do want to be detailed and dream big. He recommends you print it out, post it in your office, have it somewhere where you can read it every single day. I've heard this a lot when it comes to manifesting too, about how visualization is so important. So imagine combining things that we know about manifesting and visualization and applying it to this huge dream idea, right? We're doing it every single day. I haven't done it yet, but we're going to do it. After we have our vision, we're going to read it over and decide, okay, in three years, if I want to grow my business by X amount, deadlift X many pounds, write six articles, whatever it is that I imagine myself, I'm a journalist, you know, whatever. I'm going to take those and that's when I'm going to start breaking them down. I'm going to write down a few critical actions that I would need to complete to achieve my goals and assign due dates for these critical actions. So let's use an example. Okay. I said I wanted to go on an overnight hike. So a few things. I would need to pick the hike, research about it, like find out what the fuck I would need to bring, decide if I have the equipment for it or not, or can I borrow it? And, you know, it's going to cost me money to go there, budget that, um, and then train, like actually train because I've never had to walk with like a pack and all that stuff on it. Mm -hmm. So those are some critical actions that I would need to be doing. So it's almost like how I imagined it. It's like a tree. You start with one action and you break that action down into smaller micro actions. And then you break those actions down. So say it's like, oh, I need to train. What does training look like? Training looks like walking nine miles a week. What does that mean for every single day? So from here, you're creating your daily and your weekly action plan per goal. We don't want to choose too many because we don't want to get overwhelmed, but we want to be specific on what we want to accomplish. And then we're assigning due dates. So like by February, I will have picked the hike. And so that means January, my action plans daily and weekly need to be revolved around research and organizing and all those things. So it is, it's pretty specific on what it is that you're going to curate and how you're going to get there, right? Yeah. So now we have these daily, weekly action items, and we have due dates for them. So we know what the fuck we're supposed to be doing, right? But you're like, great. Oh, my God. I don't have time. Where do I put this in? How do I structure my day? What the fuck? Okay. Uh So he recommends using tools and systems to help you stay on track. And a lot of this has to come with blocking your time. I love a time block. Block it for me. I don't want to fucking do anything. Kaylee is literally growling at the screen right now. I just don't fucking have time for anything else on my plate. I don't have three hours. It's like, I'm not, can I sleep? I I can't sleep. I already wake up at four and I've pushed back my bedtime this year. Just depressing. She's not happy. And I don't have three fucking hours. Okay, well, these are all flexible, but here are some suggestions. Okay, fine. 
in order for you to be strategic about what it is that you want to accomplish, you need to give yourself uninterrupted time to think, to strategize, to dream, to plan. That is what he calls his three-hour uninterrupted time weekly strategic block, which is what Kaylee is now bitching about because three hours feels excessive. So if that is also your case, start with 60 minutes. Can you get 60 minutes of uninterrupted time for you just to think? Like just think. Okay. And then we want to <laughs> then we want to build buffer blocks into our day. So in order to deal with the chaos of the day-to-day, we have to plan for what we call unplanned or low-value, unavoidable activities. Think emails, think voicemails, think last-minute errands, think things that just pop up in the day and you're like, fuck, I got to drop everything and deal with this. He's saying no. In your day, build 30 minutes or for someone like me, it's really more like two 60-minute blocks. I take one in the morning and I take one in the afternoon. I knock out all of my fucking emails. I, you know, pay bills. I do whatever. And so building that into your day to like do the low value things and then taking your brain and switching gears back onto your high value activities in order for you to remain focused and be more productive. (sighs) That was a mouthful. How do you feel about that one? I just feel, and I think this might just be like the phase of life. I'm tired. (laughs) I am fucking tired. I don't have time. I can't. I (laughs) am just having an off day, guys. But fuck. All right, keep going. Okay. That's okay. I think that any, there are people listening right now who feel the exact same way as you. So thank you for being a voice for all of them who are like, Grace, shut the fuck up. I love it. Learn, um, like, I'm in, I'm in okay. This block is good, though. This one I'm going to tell you about isn't really important, which is your breakout block. So studies have found, the author reiterates, all work and no play will not make you more productive, period. Yeah. So you need to find time in your schedule, he says, Lauren, in business hours that involves zero business activities and only pleasure. Okay. I can get behind that. I think that's what I need for real. Like Only pleasure. Hobbies, things that bring you joy. You need to build that time into your schedule. It's non-negotiable for you to be able to be productive. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So we got I one. I need, like, that is, mm-hmm. That's yep. balance. That's our word. That's my word. That's balance. balance. Okay. <laughs> now we got to talk about the key portion of this, which is always when we set any type of goal or action plan, it's accountability. Accountability is hard, especially for someone like me who has real resistance against discipline keep talking to my therapist about it. We haven't come up for it, like with a solution. So stay tuned on that one. So Lauren says schedule 15 to 20 minutes at the beginning of each week to review your progress from last week and plan for the next one. It's so a check-in. Yeah. 20 minute check-in with yourself. You are going to make an agenda like you are having a meeting with someone else, but you're doing it for you. And you are going to measure the results you've made headed towards your 12-week goal, you're going to look at your due dates and make sure you're on track. 
and then you're going to set some intentions for the coming week and reconnect with your vision if you feel like last week was a wash. Sometimes it happens. Like, let's be real. Life fucking happens. We're not going to be on all the time. But when you have 12 weeks versus or three months versus 12 months, you there's less weeks that you can say, eh, it's a wash. Fuck it. Because yeah. in a year, it's like, okay, well, if I had a bad month, I'll survive it. In 12 weeks, you have a bad month. There's no way you're going to meet your goal because our goals yeah. are big. We're dreaming big. So, yeah. To reiterate, <laughs> we're making our vision. We're developing our 12-week plan. We're keeping track and holding ourselves accountability with our check-ins with ourselves. He has like an entire scoring system in the book to evaluate your progress and to use data like that. That's not my way my brain works. However, if you're a data-driven person, know that that is accessible to you. You can literally get his 12-week year book online in a PDF. I will link it. And this way, by doing this, you're regaining control of your time and you're going to be able to make it to your 12-week goals. Accomplished. 12 weeks. 12 weeks. I like that. Versus, you know, my 2024 goal is, it's like, I like how it's smaller bites, smaller bites, because that's like what I teach. The small habits add up, the consistency adds up. So if it's a 12-week, it's like a 12-week prep. in the fitness world yeah so I got 12 weeks to like give it my all versus that you can lose so much momentum whenever you are looking at it just in a year totally totally what was my goal again last year right I love it I love it even though like bitch is tired but when you gave me that little nugget of like time during my work hours to just watch housewives or whatever yeah that is. I think that's what will keep me going. I agree because I think for me too, my biggest takeaway from the book was not, I I like the 12 week structure. I agree with that. I totally reiterate having micro goals is so much more tangible. Um, But the thing is when you dream big, that's a beautiful thing. We shouldn't stop that. But then breaking that all the way down into being really, really micro makes sense to me. But the biggest takeaway I had from the book was these blocks, these like schedules. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's like I can go so hard in the paint and go Mm -hmm. 100 all in, be all on it. And then I just burn. And then it's like I need a week or so to recover. And it's playing that constant, what do you call that thing when you're a kid, Uh, teeter-totter? Oh, seesaw. Seesaw. It's like a constant seesaw. And so I would like to be in a place where I can constantly run on a consistent fuel because that is where I know I will see my greatest results. So I'm really committed to building these blocks in and to breaking down my micro action steps for the days and for the weeks and doing my 20-minute check-ins at the beginning of each week. And if anyone is out here interested in – Reading the book, you can listen to it on Audible. It is The 12-Week Year by Brian K. Moran. And like I said, there is a free PDF version online as well. I'm more than happy to be your accountability buddy if anyone wants to bounce ideas or questions off of each other. Like I think that this type of framework will be really helpful while we set our goals for the new year. Agreed. It's a lot easier to bite, to chew. 
the small pie versus the whole fucking cake. I, I fucking love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. And I hope this has inspired you to achieve more in less time. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye. Bye.